When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the award-winning podcast, The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show, featuring business leaders to help you navigate a constantly changing marketplace. Want to become known as a trusted authority while building a thriving business you love? The Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will show you how. Here's your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Welcome to another episode of the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show. I'm your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Now, my guest today, this is what she says, all your dreams are possible if you have the courage to pursue them. So I wonder, are you pursuing them courageously? Joining me on today's show is Michelle Fernandez. Michelle, she is a Facebook and Instagram ad strategist and funnel expert. And her marketing agency, Michelle Fernandez Media, well, they create strategic ad campaigns and highly converting funnels for coaches, course creators, and online experts. Now, she herself is an expert in branding, and she is a vital force behind the continued growth and scale of multiple six and seven figure businesses. Now on today's show, Michelle's going to share how to combine the most powerful organic and paid traffic strategies, funnel strategies. I know this is something that many of you have um, questions and, and want to know more about, as well as she's going to share crystal clear brand identity and messaging of why that is so important and insights into that and all of that good stuff. Welcome, Michelle. I am so excited to be here and for all the content that we're going to go over today. It's going to be great. Uh, it certainly is. And as I mentioned, so many entrepreneurs, uh, coaches, consultants, course creators, whilst the last couple of years have been great from the point of view of, you know, more people now going online, forced to, but now recognizing I've heard a lot of people say, oh, the technology is not too scary and we can actually connect online. It's opened up the possibility for a lot more potential clients and connections and so forth. But then on the other hand, it's opened up a lot more connections, a lot more noise, a lot more content online too. So it's important for coaches, consultants, course creators to be able to know exactly the right strategies, branding, positioning, and the right way to nurture those listeners and or and leads into those paying customers. So let's dive in. When we're talking about powerful organic and paid traffic strategies, just define for me so that we're all on the same page, what would be some organic strategies that seem to be working really well? One of the things that I like to do because where I liked it when you were specifically speaking to like, there's a lot of noise going on, right? A lot of people are doing the same strategies or a lot of people get stuck in, well, which strategy should I do? And really a lot of them work, right? It's just like, what feels good for you? What, what is your audience like? Like with certain, if you're going after, let's say a higher level client, like maybe they don't want to sit in a five day challenge, right? Or maybe they're at the level where it's like, I want to go to a conference. They like those types of messaging better. But when we're coming down for organic strategies, I really go to kind of take it to that next level, not like post so many times a week or do these stories and all that good stuff, because that does work. What I'm really looking at is, 
are you using your network, right? And how are you using those connections that you have made and you have built? And how can you position yourself and get yourself in front of other people's audiences that you would not normally get in front of? And I like this strategy because it is a great organic strategy. And it also... Um, is like doing the paid traffic because you're getting in front of this audience, but you're not spending money, number one. And number two, that person that's inviting you. So an example would be like, I would find somebody who shares the same audience that I have. However, we're not in competition. What we offer is complementary to each other, right? So I, when you get in front of their audience, then they're giving you instant authority. They're giving you instant credibility. So if you ask to speak at somebody's live event, let's say, or be a bonus in their course, right? Or come in for a special training or even on a podcast episode, right? Now this person is saying, hey, I would not have them come on my show or try to teach you something if I didn't think they knew what they were talking about. So I think that's one of the best strategies that I'm finding working right now, covering all those different things and even overcoming some of the changes, just like in any digital marketing every year, this year and last year, it seems to be <laughs> happening a couple times a year. Like it's all evolving and it's constantly changing, but that is one thing that is going to stay constant and stay consistent. And that's why I like it a lot. I agree. And I, if I look back to all of the things that I've been doing over the years, and I've done a lot of different things. I'm, I'm, a bit, I'm one of those ones that love to, to chase the shiny object only because I like to find out more about what's happening. I might try something, go, you know what, that's not for me. Do it once. And you, you kind of get a feeling, don't you, as you said, whether something is going to be a, a, a strategy that you continue to use or a method that you're going to continue to use. But what I do is I consistently fall back to the podcasts and one-on-one -on -one connections, having conversations such as we're doing today, because mm -hmm. I'm learning, but I'm also developing relationships. We're co-creating content that I know is going to be valuable for my community. And and if uh, and it's fun, you know, all of and so many other things. And 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 I think what what you're saying there is so important because if you're doing something that feels heavy, it feels ugh, and every time you've got to psych yourself up to do it, you're not going to do it with a with a level of passion, and that comes through, is doesn't it? When mm -hmm. when you show and you appear and when you're having conversations, so select something that really works and. We know that networking before we had all of these social media tools was something that many people were doing, you know, back in the, yeah. the old days. If we can say. <laughs> what we won't date ourselves, okay? <laughs> what are some things that you see need to really be in place when it comes to the relationship building and the networking? Now, this may seem like a, why are you asking that? I have people that connect with me, you know, maybe the, for the very first time and still getting pitched, mm -hmm. still doing the things that I'm sure you've been saying, Michelle, for years. This is a no-no, build relationships. So I think we need to go right back to the beginning again. What are some key things that we need to have in place? What are some key no-nos um, that you see? Because that is going to completely tarnish any possibility for developing relationships and that collaboration, that, that partnership down the track. 
Agreed. Agreed. So one of the things that um, one a great place to start is to go to now, especially more than ever, when the live events are coming back, go to those and, and be in person like old school style and, and talk to people. Right. Figure out what they're about. That's a way for you to kind of get in the door and connect with them because you're at this event. Right. Another way is if you're in any coaching programs, that's a great way for you to also connect and, and how can you meet these people. And a lot of times I totally get those um, those cold pitches. And honestly, I, don't, I think this is my personality. I'm a little torn because part of me is I'm like, mm, I don't know you. But then the other part, I'm like, man, they're brave enough to reach out. Right. But it's uh, my, I remember a long time ago, my um, boss told me it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Right. So when you're approaching somebody that's totally cold and you're like, Oh, I really want this. You, you have to be honest with yourself because if they're at a certain level or have a certain number of people following them, they're probably going to want to have higher level people on their show. And I know that sounds terrible to say, but that's the way it goes, right? Because we're all looking to up level. So you need to open up the conversation by showing that you've heard the show. You love this specific episode. You connected with them on this. Bring it back to them because as much as you need to give your credentials about you, you you really still have to go into what's in it for them, right? You compliment and then you kind of show what you can bring to their audience. So when they're reading this pitch, it's not like, oh, here's just another thing because I get this all the time for my podcast is I have, I own a boutique marketing agency and then I have other people want to come onto my show that do the exact same thing I do. So it's like, why would I highlight someone who can, you know, who does the same thing I'm doing, right? So it's like, acknowledge where they're coming from, make sure you understand their audience, what kind of topics they talk about and how you can contribute to that. Yeah. So, so true. And you know, one of the things that I, and, and, let, let me provide some context around, because I totally agree around it's how you say that, because obviously if, because one of the things that someone may be doing, it maybe not necessarily going on someone's podcast, but they may genuinely be looking for other business owners who are serving a similar community. As you say, they've got ideal clients. There is a complimentary service that you would offer. Then if you reach out to them, say, let's do use LinkedIn. Uh, LinkedIn is one of the platforms that I know business is being done and that's just kind of the mentality for people hanging out there. You might approach someone and say, "Hey, I, I see that you're a coach and you're in, in you, you offer speaking uh, services. This is certainly a service that I know could be of support to my clients. I wonder if you would be open to having a conversation uh, so that we can see how we might be able to support one another, and if there's some reciprocal relationship there or something like that. Mm-hmm. Be open about that, and then you can have that conversation. I think in that instance, you're being forward, and that. You're, you're sharing what your goal is because then if someone is not interested, they can then say and, you know, off you go in your merry way. Uh, but I think that approach is probably a better approach than saying, hey, I do this in this services. Would you be willing to promote it to your audience? That exactly. kind of, does that make sense? Yes, it totally, it turns you off. And, you know, and I will say this, if you're at the point where you have connections of connections, so let's just take podcasts. So one of the things, if you go, if you have an Apple device um, and you open your podcast app, you can search for, let's say, um, my name, right? It'll come up what shows I've been on if they put my name 
in the description somewhere of that podcast. So if you're trying to get on other shows, that's something you can do and say, hey, you know what? I'm friends with Anne Marie or something like that. So you're making a connection with someone else who's been on that show. Right. And then they're almost more open because then you're like, oh, wait, you know her. So, oh, she was such a great guest. You know what I mean? So there's other ways that you have to kind of go out. Could you share their episode on your stories and tag them? Right. So, mm-hmm. again, you're kind of warming them up almost even before you approach them as well. So you're giving them all these things like, hey, there really benefits me. I think that's yeah. another great strategy, too. Yeah. I love that. And so, as you say, it's all in the approach and what you've just said, there's a yes. commonality and, yes. and there's a, there needs to be a win-win, what's that reciprocal relationship. And when you approach that, I mean, you know, people can say yes or they can say no. And, and that's just, you know, you just move on. Mm-hmm. Well, talk a little bit about combining then. I mean, obviously you've shared some incredible organic strategies there. There may be some other tips that you want to share with us. Happy for you to share those. Talk about the combining of that. If someone's kind of thinking, yeah, okay, I get what you're saying, Michelle, sounds fantastic. How do I combine them? Combined which part? The, the paid? Power, say organic and paid traffic okay. strategies. Is there a way that you see that this is working yes. well? Yes, yes. Okay, so I'm glad you said this because I, even though I run Facebook ads and I think everybody should, um, you can't have all your eggs in any paid strategy, to be honest, right? Which is why I say these organic. But organic, if you're just saying, oh, I'm, you know, this is working, this is, you know, I'm doing one-on-one, organic marketing will only get you so far, right? So even if you're saying right now, I, I'm able to do this, the real question is, are you exceeding your goals like every time you go to launch or put out something? Because most business owners that I know have very big dreams of scaling their business, right? Not only to make money to support their crazy cool life, but they're really looking to serve on a greater scale. So one of the things that I love to do with paid traffic and how I combine them is you have your organic going strong, right? Because whether you're doing something on stories and your posts and you're generating and growing that way, and then you're doing the organic strategies we just talked about, now everybody's going to go and follow you. So you need to make sure that's there, right? Same thing with your ads. So once you still, once you start promoting any paid traffic, they're going to go back to your organic following. So then you need to make sure all of that is in place. So it does work together. So it's like, okay, oh, I love her. She's talking about this. And then now I'm just absorbing all this great content in addition to whatever brought me in from that lead magnet or wherever I saw her. Does that make sense? It does make total sense. And so really there is the strategy and the sequence. And I often talk about what you're doing is right, but it's not the right timing for your business because in the sense of what you've just shared, if you don't have high quality or the quality content there that you've created organically, when people find you through a paid ad, and that's what we do, don't we? We see someone and then it, quickly we then go through like the reels. I might see something. I think, oh, I'm going to check out what else they're doing. Well, if there's nothing else there, there's nothing else for me to consume. Similarly, exactly. on the point there. Let's talk. Uh, are there some other organic strategies that you want to talk about that you see working really well? Um, just wanted to check that before we talk about some of the funnels. Yeah, I think that's, I, I think it's all just about what the higher level is what I really like to go into. The regular, like doing whatever's working now with, with stories or reels or whatever like the what's in now, you want to start doing that as quickly as possible when the trend comes and not like think about it because before you know it, the trend trend will be gone and then you're late to the game. So just always keep that in mind. 
Yeah, fantastic. All right, let's talk about funnel strategies. And I'm sure there's going to be some people that go, oh, funnels, it's almost like a dirty word. But it's not really, isn't it? I mean, now it's relationship building, isn't it? It's nurturing people along the relationship. So let's talk about some of the things that we need to have in place for this to really work. Okay, I love that you're asking this. And, And it's funny because if you think about it, no matter where you go in your life, they are a funnel, whether it's a technology landing page or it's an in-person, okay? So even if you think like, okay, McDonald's, let's just take that. You see the commercial or you drive by, right? They're bringing you in. And then when you get to the window and you say, hi, may I please have a cheeseburger, fry and a Coke? And then they say, would you like an apple pie with that? That's an upsell. That's a funnel, right? So they're trying to increase your average cart value when you're coming in. That's the same thing that we're doing with a landing page funnel. So when you think about it, no matter where you go or what you're buying, everything has some sort of a marketing funnel from taking you from, I don't know who you are all the way through to not only am I a paying customer, but now I become a raving fan and I'm going to go back to McDonald's or I'm going to buy from you again and again and again, right? So the strategy that I really feel, and I was just having a conversation with one of my clients today, is really I'm looking at it as three three funnels or three components, which are really three funnels, okay? So you have your paid traffic funnel, right? You're doing, let's just say you're doing organic, but you're having your paid funnel. So with ads, you're doing the same thing. You're bringing brand awareness. You're getting them to in the consideration phase where they're deciding like, do I want to kind of give a little bit more with your name and email? And then you move on to the sales, right? And make a buying decision. Then you have your actual landing page funnel because when you say funnel, most people think that landing page funnel, right? So you have that working in place. And then you need to have your email funnel. So you need to have all the email sequences built out. So in this conversation I have with my client today, first she said, um, first she said to me, oh, well, I don't have these emails built out. I just have, you know, when they, let's say they did the lead magnet, I just have, here you go. And I'm like, well, what, what else are you selling from there? <laughs> and she's like, well, I have this, but I haven't built this out. <laughs> So that's one thing where I find the gap that a lot of people, they don't have all of them complete and working in harmony, right? So it's like when you bring them in for a lead, it's like, okay, you're going to want to nurture them into a sale to become a buyer. Same thing if you have, let's say, a self-liquidating offer, which is that's a like a low ticket offer when they come in. Like most of the time, you are not looking to be profitable with those. You're looking to just cover your marketing dollars and actually bring in higher quality leads that are not just leads, they're buyers, right? Because they paid money for that low ticket. But the idea is to then move them into your next, level of Ascension model. So invite them to the challenge, invite them to the webinar to then sell your next thing. Mm -hmm. So that's where I find the biggest breakdown is where people don't have them all working in harmony. And when they say, oh, I'm not reaching my goals or, oh, I'm not getting any sales because they're missing these different parts. Yeah. 
Yes, and so often what they end up doing is, and and we've all done this, I'm I'm sure. Some of us maybe a bit more. We think, well, I need to do something new because new creative projects are so uh, enticing, aren't they? But what we don't realise is because of those leaks, if you will, the gaps. Yes. What it's not, you know, it, it, the people aren't nurturing through. And that's so important. So let's have a look at what are the steps that are that that you're taking someone through. Are there gaps? When we fill those gaps, we may find that it absolutely does work. And it is also a reminder too, when you're building relationships, someone who just comes to know you now may not necessarily be in the buying stage, but they are looking. And because you've made an impact with the content you're sharing and the consistency in following up, and you are showing up, um, and then they hear about you from someone else or you recommend it that continues to put a tick against your name to the point that when they're ready, you're top of mind. So this is why it's all, everything works together, doesn't it? Yes, yes, you're absolutely right. And the other thing you need to be looking at, not only for the the gaps in your funnel, because for sure you need to be looking at that, but also the whole idea of everything working together is bringing them back into the funnel where they fall off. So that's the point of having the emails. That's the point of having retargeting ads is to get them back in wherever they've fallen out. So that's also a critical piece that we're missing, that most people are missing and don't have in place. It's, when you say that they're falling out, I'm sure that people went, because I went, okay, how do you know that they've fallen out? So when you talk about that, it's that they may have missed a challenge. They may, because people get busy. We sign up for things and then life happens and then, mm-hmm. oh, we've got that date. So then maybe, as you say, there is some email sequence, such as that one that your client didn't have. Exactly. But having that email <laughs> sequence, all of a sudden, oh, there pops up that, that name again. And you know what? As you're sharing this, this is exactly right. I remember that I got an e- I signed up for something and then, or someone reached out to me and I couldn't find that email again. And I thought, I don't know who that person is. Mm-hmm. Hopefully they'll send me another email so that I can follow up with them. And I don't think they ever reached out to me Look again. Mm-hmm. I was waiting for them because I thought, I can't remember who they were. And searched that as much as I could, I couldn't find them. So what you're just saying is absolutely true. Yes. So it's not a pain, you know, us emailing them again. They could be waiting for us to reach out. You're leaving so much money on the table by not doing that, right? Because just like you were saying, so even whether it's reminder ads or in the funnel, or if you have, let's say you have a challenge and then you have the VIP option. And let's say when they came in, they're like, well, maybe not. But then you're nurturing them to tell them the benefits of coming to the VIP. Then they can get by through the VIP. They can buy during the event. They can upgrade, right? So these are all the places where you're you're leaving them out. And like you said, I can't believe that. <laughs> it was like you wanted to go and then, right? Yes. Yeah, someone mm-hmm. reached out. I thought I must get back to them. Life happened, business happened. And by the time that I got, you know, was, I thought, oh, I'm going to do, where is the email gone? So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, so, so important. So that's the funnel strategy. And I mean, we have just scratched the surface. I'm yes. sure that there is so much more, but we don't want to overwhelm people. If they have that understanding, <laughs> then they know, okay, what am I doing in my business? I don't even know where to start looking. Well, that's obviously then going to be an indication that, hey, you need to spend some time on that. Let's now talk about the clear brand identity and messaging. This is so important, particularly now that so many businesses are online. 
If your message isn't clear, if your brand identity isn't clear, none of what you're doing is really going to get noticed. It's just going to get lost in the noise. So what are some things we need to know about this? Um, And it comes down to, and a lot of this is foundational, and you like people might say, "Oh, I've heard this before, right?" But a lot of times, stuff is so right? the most it, it's true. Like the biggest impact. And one yeah. of the things that I say is to like, when was when did you actually do like any market research? When did you do um, like even your bio, right, or things on your website? Probably when you first started, which could have been a while back ago. Even if it was just a year ago, right? I know we're a couple years ish out of COVID. We're still in it, but you know what I mean? And it's like, I always say like pre-COVID, there was one messaging. During COVID, totally different. And now even as we're coming out, there's so many things that have changed, so many different problems, so many different struggles that people are having that you are evolving and you can still provide the solution for. Or even as your clients are up leveling, right? They're learning more. They're they're getting more results. Now they have new problems. And are you identifying that so they can stay on their journey with you as their guide by providing them the solution at their next level? So when we're looking at our branding, it's not necessarily our colors. And yes, that's great to do a refresh every once and again. But one of the things I always say is to do market research and do it often to make sure that your messaging is on point. You are repeating back what are what they how they are describing their pain, struggles, dreams, or desires, right? What are those fears? What are those exact circumstances? Because a lot of times we get into this thing where we're either in the business for such a long time, we're saying things like lingo or something that we understand, but not everybody else understands. So how can we kind of bring it back a couple of steps where we can relate and connect and they know what we're talking about? And a lot of times when we're in a certain industry, we all start repeating, right? And then we don't sound different. So I look to focus on in the messaging, especially when it comes to sales and trying to get people to take the action that you want them to take is really diving in on the feeling and hitting down deep on the emotion, right? So it's like you have a pain or you have a dream and it's like, okay, I can kind of live with this pain. Or some people look at the dream like, oh, this would be so great, but I don't know if that's really going to happen or someday. Where, Where you have a fear of whatever that struggle is, right? So is it that I'm working 18 hours a day and I'm missing mealtime with the kids or dinner with the kids, the fear is, oh my gosh, they're going to go off to college and I'm going to have missed out on this. I'm not going to build that connection with them. So how can you describe the situations that they're going through, right? So if it's, oh, I'm like, you want more sales, right? So it could be something like, are you at the point where every month wondering how you're going to pay your bills? See how that hits a little bit different than, oh, do you want more leads and sales? Right. So it's kind of tying into their emotion, what they're feeling. And I really think that that will set you apart once you identify aftermarket research and get those people to make those connections and really kind of shift their beliefs and look at things a different way than, oh, I never thought about that. Right. That's what you want them to be thinking. Yeah. So important that market research. And as you say, certain circumstances going on uh, in their lives and, and, you know, you're talking about the cohort of your ideal clients, 
that can impact, can't it, their emotions because yes. some things could be more pressured for them in a situation and if you're not tapping into that, then your message may, as I said, go unheard or they may see it but there's not that that drive or that uh, intrigue mm-hmm. or that desire or, or even that you know, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Got to do something. Here's this message. Yes. It's been consistent. I'm ready. When yes. can we start? That's so important. And that market research, I think oftentimes people think, oh, I talked about, you know, I hear market research. If you're not sure, ask people. Mm-hmm. Ask people. Don't assume. I had someone, one of my clients who assumed something. I said, have you, how many people have you asked and spoken to? Oh, no, no, this is just, you know, I, I'm assuming that this is. Well, don't ask them. Mm-hmm. And he did. And then you recognise, oh, that's actually the wrong ideal client. Yep. Um, and so it, it can really, that kind of thing, doing some market research and asking and going to ideal clients can can save you a lot of grief, time and money. <laughs> For sure. For sure. And and it even goes down to who you think you want to work with when you're talking about your ideal client, where you're like, "Mm," or even as you evolve as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and who you want to work and what lights you up, right? Like what you want to get up and who you want to help. You might be realizing like, oh, wait a minute, they're still at this and I'm really into this. So I want the people at the next level. So what are they saying? What are they, you know what I mean? And that helps you to, to show up better with better energy and really, you know, get that transformation for the people that you want to work with. Yeah, so true. And that's what's going to really stand out because it'll, it'll be as if you're reading their mind. That's exactly yes. what I was thinking. That's exactly what I'm experiencing. Exactly. And uh, there's nothing more empowering, I think, than someone that you know knows you. Mm-hmm. And appreciates where you're at. There's a level of empathy that's really there, isn't it? And that no like and trust continues to be built, which we know is so important too. Yes. Michelle, we could continue talking about this for hours. Yes, this we only could. The surface. <laughs> what you've provided us with is so invaluable and it really gives us somewhere to start, somewhere to look if we're doing a lot of the, the activities, doing all of the things, but nothing really is building the momentum that we want. But if people want to reach out and find out more about what you do and how you can support them, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, that would be great. You can reach me on Instagram at the Michelle Fernandez, or you can um, check out my podcast, uh, The Traffic and Conversion Show. Fantastic. Well, thanks again for coming on the Yay. show, Sherry. Thank you for having thanks. me. And insight. This podcast is brought to you by TheInfluenceAlliance.com. Want to influence real change with your message by becoming known as a trusted authority in your industry while building a sustainable and scalable business you love? Find out how by accessing our free podcast series at www.theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. That's theinfluencealliance.com forward slash podcast series. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.